0: I N, as in Nancy, G E R. Hi, welcome to Dead and Roasted. What can I get you? Time for another break already. Good. I needed a moment for my 11th coffee of the day. You know, if I don't get my 11th coffee, I get cranky. And the last time I got cranky, well, let's just say that family of possums in the alley is still pretty mad. Anyway, today I've got some new and scary allegedly true stories for you, featuring terrifying things in retail, horse corrals, and assisted living centers. Enjoy these tales from the break room. And for the love of God, Gary, please hurry with that latte. Mysterious Woman, from Vladimir I work third shift, 11pm to 7am as a housekeeper at an institute for the mentally and physically disabled. Our department is located at the far end of the building, past the backyard door where we take the trash out. Before COVID, our work IDs acted as a key to unlock the doors after the scanner accepted them. Now the only way into the building is the main entrance. I believe it was mid-2017. I was moved to third shift, but during my second week on third shift, my first day of being alone i gave myself an early break i sat in our break room scrolling through some social media app when a woman burst into the room her hair was a mess her clothes looked torn and she looked terrified i'd never seen her before and i wasn't sure if she was new or normally worked on third shift when she caught her breath she told me something that made my stomach turn. I just woke up in my car in the parking lot. I don't know where I am. Can you help me? She asked as she began tearing up. I was stunned into silence for a moment. I, uh, was it your car? I managed to ask. She shook her head. No, I don't own a car. I don't know whose it was. She was panicking now. And I'm trying not to panic too. Uh, how did you get inside? I asked, trying to calm myself. She walked me to the back door and just pointed. She had no badge though, and the door was 100% locked, which I knew because I'd accidentally locked myself out earlier, and I had to walk to the main entrance just to get back in. She took me outside when I told her the nearby street names, a few she recognized. She wanted me to show her how to get to the main street. However, when we were out there, she kept trying to get me to go to the parking lot. She wanted to show me the car she woke up in. I reassured her I believed her, and I didn't need to see the parking lot. I also didn't want to go there since it was closed off due to construction. As I walked her to the hill to go to the main road, I mentioned calling the cops. No, 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 no cops. She yelled at me. I dropped the subject and I took her as far as I could go. She eventually stopped trying to get me to go to the parking lot, thanking me for helping her. She then went on her way. When she was out of earshot, I called security and told them what happened. One security guard came out and drove around to find her, but they couldn't find her. She was gone. He said there was no one walking around on the property or even the street below. He did, however, find the caution tape in the closed-off parking lot completely destroyed and evidence of a car having just been there. He then made a joke that disturbed me right to my core. Sounds like someone was trying to lure you somewhere and take you. Was I almost a victim of human trafficking? We never found out whose car was in the parking lot. We never found out who the woman was or how she vanished so fast we never found out how she got into the building either. To this day, I think about her. Is she safe? Was the security guard's joke just a joke? Ghost in Assisted Living from KS When I was 20 years old, I got a summer job working at an assisted living home. At the time, I needed hands-on patient experience for my degree. So without any credentials or formal training, I dove right in. This particular establishment was about 25 minutes away from my house. It was located in the more rural part of my county, and brand spanking new. It was built on a property that had once been clay pits, so it was pretty much surrounded by nothing other than a small field with a small church and a graveyard across the street. I've always been the type to get spooked easily. I'm a lover of horror stories and I'm always letting my imagination run wild at the sound of every eerie creek and sight of every shadow. So working somewhere with that kind of setting led to many nights of me scaring myself. I would constantly jump out and scare my coworkers and I would constantly say how this building and location would be a perfect landscape for a Texas Chainsaw Massacre-esque movie but this particular incident occurred at one of those times when I wasn't reading too far into the sights and sounds of the building on second shift. To begin, my coworker and I had just finished passing medications. I'd say it was around 9.30pm. All of our residents were in the rooms or in bed, and we were winding down from the hectic day, getting ready to clean, do bed checks, and various other busy work until the shift was over at 11pm. However, We went into the main area of the building to take a quick break in two armchairs. As we were relaxing, I was facing my coworker and we were having a conversation. I remember her face going blank and serious suddenly. She was staring behind me then. At some point I just said, seriously dude, you gotta cut that crap out right now. She then replied, that was weird. I could have sworn i saw someone walk down the hallway at that point we were spooked and decided to investigate when we rounded the corner there was no one there shocker so at that point we let rationality hit us and we decided to do a bed check on all the residents on that side but everyone was safe and sound everyone was accounted for however when we got to an older gentleman's room near the middle of the hallway He was still awake and reading in his chair facing the doorway. I knocked and he permitted me to enter. And as I entered, he asked me, What was Julie doing in the hallway? To which I answered, Julie, no, she's sleeping in her room. The man then said, "Ah, Weird. I could have sworn I just saw someone walking down the hall they had a taller build and looked young so i figured it was julie at this point my co-worker was standing next to me in the doorway and had heard enough of the conversation to understand that the man had shared her vision she then told him what she'd seen at which point he laughed it off and said (laughs) must be a ghost you may think this is a boring and uneventful story but it is true I had another resident in that building who was within her final days, who told me, The people in the chairs won't stop staring at me. She then pointed to the two chairs for visitors in her room. Stories like these two make me wonder about trapped spirits in that place. Although the building was new, you never know what happened on the soil it stood on. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the roaring 20s. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. A Retail Experience from Shattered Silent Soul. A couple of years ago, I used to work at a gas station slash outdoor supply store that my father currently co-owns. I've had many brief but unsettling encounters while working there. For a bit of context, I'll say that at the time of the experience I wish to share, I was a female in my early 20s, somewhat tall but incredibly slim by nature, and my naturally light-colored hair often garnered a lot of unwanted attention from older men during my lifetime. As a summary, in my time working at the store I was once asked by a customer to climb into the bed of his truck to help load some firewood back at his house. I was almost stalked by a mentally ill man who was actively stalking my younger female coworker and had once nearly attempted to steal a gun from the store while I wasn't there. And moreover, I've received countless lingering and vastly uncomfortable stares and inappropriate remarks from many other men in their 40s and above. But this one experience truly makes me glad i no longer work in retail this worst encounter occurred during spring i was working late one day with an older female co-worker a slightly overweight man entered the store half an hour before closing and asked to have a small propane cylinder filled that was also a service we provided my co-worker absolutely hated filling the propane tanks but i didn't mind it so i said that i'd do it while she took care of another customer who had approached the counter. As such, I donned the protective gloves and walked outside with the man. The massive propane reservoir we had was around the side of the station. It was still in view of the parking lot, but not any of the store windows or security cameras. And there was only a dim overhead light illuminating the dusk around us. Effectively, we were invisible to anyone, not directly in front of us, in the otherwise empty parking lot. Once he placed his cylinder onto the platform, I started through the standard routine motions. The man began to make typical small talk. As usual, I was polite like any customer service employee would be, but I started getting an off feeling inside my gut. Something about the man set my anxiety off, and I didn't fully know why, until he suddenly began to ask me the dreaded personal questions everyone knows. So how old are you? I felt my heart drop and thought to myself oh god please don't do this but i maintained my customer service smile and replied as casually as possible old enough to carry i was actually open carrying a pistol at the time something highly encouraged by my gun-loving father however it was also a great deterrent for some of the creeps who came into the store and i hoped it would deter any further unwanted advances by the man Honestly, I believe to this day that the fact I had that gun on my person is what most likely saved me from something truly awful occurring to me that night. Back to the story itself. I, unfortunately, had to bend over to properly hook up the transfer nozzle between the two propane tanks to give the man his gas. As such, I positioned myself so that my side faced him. Without even trying to be subtle, this at least 50-year-old man sidestepped, so that he was directly behind me and only a couple of feet away. Simultaneously, he asked me if I lived in the area, and which school I went to, if I went to college. My anxiety spiked. This man was suddenly out of my field of view, and he clearly was not simply trying to be friendly. Quickly, I sidestepped again, rounding his propane tank while I continued screwing the hose into place, so that I was somewhat facing him again. Despite my adrenaline beginning to pump, I somehow outwardly maintained my cool. I don't go to college anymore. I don't live around here. Again, he abruptly sidestepped so that he was directly behind me, gradually inching closer as well. Oh, so where do you live? Once again, I immediately moved to the opposite direction to keep him in my periphery while I worked. All the while, it's getting darker out by the minute with a singular streetlight illuminating the area. There's no one else around, either, not even another vehicle in the parking lot. It was just us. If the man wanted to do anything to me, no one would have witnessed it. My heart was racing. Well, uh, I live about a half hour from here with my parents, I said in return, trying to work faster. We actually went back and forth for a bit longer, awkwardly sidestepping in what was basically a back alley while I checked the safety of the tanks and tried to keep this creep within my field of vision. All the while, he tried to move closer and remain directly behind me no matter where I moved. We were basically dancing in the dusk air, but I didn't want to be a part of that repugnant waltz. Finally, I got the two tanks properly hooked up to each other. I stepped back while it loudly went to work. I then looked directly at the man for the first time since leaving the building, He was staring me dead in the eye now with the creepiest, widest smile I've seen to this day. Without breaking eye contact, he took a step forward and spoke. It's a good thing you got that gun on you right now. It gets dangerous at night, you know. At the time, I was openly carrying a 9mm pistol. In that moment, I was immeasurably thankful that my dad had previously suggested I have it during late nights. Taking a small step back and against a concrete post, I forced a smile. Yeah, it's good for protection. Maybe I could show you my gun sometime, sweetheart. He stole another step towards me, standing a mere foot from my face. I wanted to simultaneously gag and run as my anxiety shot through the roof. But stupidly, I decided being compliant to my job was more important. I didn't want him to steal the propane and subsequently harm my father's business. So I just took another step back, swerving around the post, and I said nothing. Thankfully, his propane tank filled up only a few seconds later, and the machine shut itself off as it was meant to. Ready to run away, I unhooked that little cylinder so fast I would have made Usain Bolt envious. And by the grace of the universe, another car pulled into the parking lot right next to us at the same time. Their headlights landed directly onto both the man and myself. Instantly, he stepped back a couple of feet and actually began freaking whistling like a stereotypical, I'm not doing anything suspicious, character. Silently thanking my impromptu heroes in the car, I calculated the propane's cost, then walked back into the store with the man following behind me. Thankfully, the couple from the car also followed us inside, and the man kept his distance as we walked. Once inside, I told my coworker what his propane cost was, and I immediately went to the back to calm down while she handled the transaction. Overall, the entire encounter lasted only a few minutes, but with the way he acted, the blatantly inappropriate questions he asked me, and that predatory smile, it honestly felt much longer. Thankfully, he never actually touched me during the whole ordeal, and I visibly possessed a weapon. But given the other circumstances of the environment, time of day, and the fact that we were alone outside until that couple pulled up, things could have easily gone much worse, and likely would have. I truly believe that man harbored malicious intentions, and that he would have acted upon his thoughts had I not kept a gun on my person, or if that couple had not pulled into the lot and parked right where they had the moment they had. Moral of the story. Always keep a method of self defense on you, especially if you work a customer service job. There will always be people with ill intent to encounter, but your protection is worth so much more than any job. The Mustang Creeper from Rockin' JSB Customs. I grew up in Utah, spending some of my life on a reservation. My parents used to tell me stories of creatures that can't be explained by science. They also raised me around horses, especially mustangs. This gave me a love for the wild herds of horses. I worked myself through college and finally landed my dream job with the Bureau of Land Management or BLM. At the time of this encounter, I'd been working for the corrals in an undisclosed area for three years. One night I was covering a shift for a coworker. I'd also worked a partial shift during the day that day. You could say I was a bit sleep deprived. My job that night was to check the pins and patrol the area. We had had threats from a group of local PETA members, so patrol was extremely important for the safety of the horses. I saddled up my personal mare that had done this several times and enjoyed our night rides. We had been riding for about four to five hours by then, taking a few breaks here and there for snacks and water. The night was oddly hot for the area we were in, but the sky was absolutely beautiful. The moon was so bright in the sky that even if I didn't have a large flashlight, I could see several yards ahead of me pretty well. In the distance, you could hear a few of the owls making noise and see some of the local wildlife walking in the woods. At that moment, I stopped my mare for a quick break Before long, I'd caught myself daydreaming for a while, but that didn't last too long because suddenly I saw a flash of a blur running across my flashlight's beam. I blinked a few times, trying to determine if it was my eyes or my brain lacking sleep. I tried to look for the blur to ease my troubled mind. I lay my legs into the mare, but she refused forward motion. She instead kept trying to roll back on her hocks starting to snort deep, guttural sounds. Her ears were pinned tight to the back of her head. This was so out of her character. She was the type of horse that had been there and done that. Nothing scared her. She would even take on a bear to protect me. I got her settled down and decided I'm going to step off her and walk her back for a break. When both my feet hit the ground, she spun around, ripping the letdown rope out of my hand. I tried to chase after her, when, suddenly, a deformed-looking Mustang shape on the horizon stopped me in my tracks. The silhouette of this Mustang seemed normal until I looked closer. The head, neck, and barrel looked normal, but the legs and height were wrong. The front legs seemed to bend backwards towards the hind legs, making an almost 45-degree angle. The back legs seemed to be almost double the length of the front legs, they were almost completely straight. The hip was almost a foot taller than the shoulder of the creature. I tried to look away, but it was as if my eyes were being forced not to move. My next decision was to start walking backwards towards the corral. I was moving pretty fast backwards, but the weight of my legs seemed to get heavier and my skin soon felt as if ice was starting to encase me. Then I completely stopped. The fear in my mind kept telling me to fight it, to run. I thought, I'm going to die out here. I don't want to die yet. The cold around my legs got worse. I forced myself to break eye contact from the beast, and I looked down. The moment I looked down, I saw there was no ice at all on my body, even though my skin felt completely frozen. I looked up again once I heard the sound of hooves beating down on the ground and getting louder. I looked to where I thought the hoof sound was coming from, but there was nothing there. The creature I'd seen before was gone. Suddenly, the sound stopped. I looked around for a moment, slowly the heat returning to my legs. Without a second thought, I ran. I was still a far distance from the corrals. I prayed my mare would show up and rescue me. After all, I'm not the running type. I made it about halfway to the corral. I stopped cold in my tracks. The sound of multiple women's voices screaming erupted around me, shaking the very ground beneath me. Before I could move again, I heard a deep voice say, RETURN MY HERD. My heart practically imploded then. I began to run, my legs moving faster than I ever thought they could. I reached the first set of pins and began my search for my mare. I was willing to allow her to run away as long as I could go with her. After a few minutes, I found her between two buildings. She was quivering like a tree in a plains windstorm. I grabbed a hold of her lead and I tried to get her out, but she became violent. She struck out at me with the intention of not moving from her hiding spot. If she felt safe there, I would just leave her there then. I then walked to the camera monitor shack to speak with my coworker about the things I'd seen out there. When I walked in, I saw my coworker shaking like the mayor outside. He was watching a small looping section of the video by the first set of pins. I walked up behind him to watch the loop. It was a 10 second clip of me walking into the first alleyway. It wasn't me that had him shaking, It was the man that stood behind me, and the black aura-like ring around him. The man stood about 8 feet to 9 feet tall, and he seemed to walk with backwards-bending legs. He was wrapped in dark-colored fur, and a horse head sat on top of his head. Once I made it to the first set of pins with horses in them, he seemed to turn and melt into the pin. I pushed my coworker off to the side, and pulled up the other camera that pointed straight at the pin. He disappeared. That man-creature thing, it just freaking disappeared. The only thing I could see was the few young horses freaking out and slamming themselves against the back of the pin. I stayed in that shack for the rest of the night, only leaving to check my mare a few times. When the sun rose, I went out and my mare was waiting by the shack door. I loaded her up and made my mind up about the job. I turned my resignation into my boss that morning. I never looked back. About three days after I left, a few of those young Mustangs went missing. The corral blamed Peeta, but my coworker, who had seen the camera too, said it was that man. After that, the horse-like entity has only been seen a few times, only on bright, moonlit nights. Tales from the Break Room is a viewer-submitted podcast featuring allegedly true scary stories that happened on the way to, on the way from, or at work. If you want your story to be narrated on the show, send it to us at eeriecast.com slash submit. As of April 14th, we're paying three cents per word for stories that are approved and make it onto the show. Submission does not guarantee approval or payment, for a limited time only, PayPal only. Tales from the Breakroom is an eerie cast network original podcast hosted by Darkness Prevails. You can follow him on Twitter at Dark Prevails, and you can hear thousands more stories read by him on our other show, Unexplained Encounters. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow and rate Tales from the Breakroom on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also enjoy plenty more horror-themed podcasts at ericast.com.